welcome to Make Money Make Sense. My name is Trent Doty and really excited since this is our first episode. Our goal with this podcast is to simplify investing and make money more understandable and to do it in a fun, casual way. So it can be really difficult to find good, solid financial advice, and we're hoping that this can help fill the void. Uh, So who are we? So I'm Trent Doty. Growing up, I was always the guy cutting coupons, looking for discounts on any and every purchase I made. Uh, I've always been good with numbers and saving, and I really enjoy investing. So I love that I've been able to turn that into a career. And I'm joined by Roger Doty. I'll let Roger, kind of introduce yourself. Okay, again, Roger Doty, uh, Trent's partner and also Trent's father. (laughs) So the thriftiness that Trent learned as a child, he gets honestly. I was a student at University of Kentucky, paid my way through college and working multiple part-time jobs in order to do that. So our family became very thrifty out of necessity. And we have carried that on into our financial advisory business and practice. I started in financial services back in 1986, which was very, very young. (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) Don't even want to do the math. So we've been doing this for a while. And uh, what we're going to talk about today, growing dividends, is something that kind of evolved as far as educational, as, as what we thought was the best strategy. And I consider it our secret sauce for investing. And let me, let me give you an idea of why I think this is so important and so much better as a, as a strategy for investing. It's very easy to look at what were the best performers last year. The hard part of this business is figuring out what are going to be the best performers next year. So how do you get that insight into the future? And I've I've been giving this example to clients for several years, and I think it's absolutely true. If you and I own a business, and we'll call it ABC Investing, and we pay a dividend to our shareholders. Well, for one thing, the fact that we pay a dividend, that is real money that our shareholders can go out and cash that check. So that's not appreciation. That's not some accounting thing that we've done. That's real money that, that again, we have to have in the bank before we, de- we declare it. So as a business owner, if I tell you that I'm going to increase my dividend next year. That's about as good of insight as to what I think as the business owner is going to be happening over the next year as any information you can get. By the same token, if I tell you that next year, I think business is going to be great, but because of some other issues or just reinvesting in the company or whatever, we're going to cut our dividend next year. Well, personally, I, as an investor, I would be skeptical. If you're cutting back the money that you're going to pay out, then I just don't believe that next year is going to be a great year. And history tells us that that skepticism is pretty valid. And that's why this strategy 
of investing in companies that we think are going to increase their dividend next year is the most reliable strategy to predict how a company is going to perform over the next next year, next 12 months of any strategy that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we talk a lot about rising dividends and to kind of take it one step farther because a lot of people ask us about rising dividends versus high dividends and the benefit to potentially investing in companies with a high dividend to get more income and use the yield on it. How do you how do you compare someone with a high yield or a high dividend right now versus a company that's growing their dividend that the yield might not be quite as high, but they're continually growing versus a company that's stagnant but a higher dividend? Great question. And of course that's a question we we get a lot. And when we have this discussion, a lot of times people will go out on their own and just do a search for companies that pay the biggest dividend and then they'll go out and buy those. Truthfully, what I would rather have is a company that's maybe just at the beginning phases of offering dividends and with a lot of potential to be growing that dividend. And this sounds weird, but I would rather have a company that's paying maybe one or 2% in dividends than a company that's paying seven or 8% in dividends. Because the worst thing that can happen to an investor is that you own a company that cuts their dividend. If you own that company, nine times out of 10, that stock price is going to drop. One of the things I look for when when we're doing the research is I do not want a company that's paying out too much in dividends. If they're paying out too much in dividends, at some point in time, they're going to have to cut it. So again, the growing dividend is the key. The size of the dividend is not nearly as important as the size of the growth of the dividend. Much rather have a dividend that's paying 1.5% that announces a 10 or 15% increase to the size of that dividend than a company that's paying a 6% dividend that announces a 10% cut in the size of that dividend. Because again, we're not buying this for the dividend. The income from the dividend is not our strategy. Some people use that strategy and good for them, but that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is looking for companies that the dividend is a clue as to how successful that company is going to be over the next year. That's what I'm looking for, is what company is going to be performing the best over the next year, as opposed to how much they're paying out. I want it just to be more. Yeah, so essentially, like, you know, we hear companies and their stock valuations and the PE ratio, the price earnings ratio, and alpha and beta and all these measuring tools, essentially we use the growing dividend as one of those indicators as well that people can can measure and look at on a year over year basis with the numbers they are. So I guess to, to take a step back, obviously, and again, the, a dividend and according to the Motley Fool, the definition of dividend is just a payment of distribution of a company's profits to its shareholders. So what 
you know, we talk about rising dividends and the types of companies that are rising dividends versus have high dividends already. Is there, you know, a lot of companies that are growing don't pay a dividend because they're putting all that money back into the company to try to grow themselves. Is there a sweet spot on kind of dividend percentage that we look for? You know, I know, uh, you know, if, if companies that are really trying to grow are 0% dividend because they're putting that money back into the business and maybe a high yield dividend is 7%, are we looking, are we thinking something in the middle, kind of lower half? What kind of would be a good target number? The In looking at the numbers, the first thing that I look at is what percentage of their earnings are they paying in a dividend? If they're paying over half of their earnings in a dividend, I'm nervous. Doesn't mean we're not going to use it. I mean, there are some companies that we have that are paying over half their earnings in dividends. But once they get around that number, I get real nervous about whether or not they're going to be able to keep, again, growing that dividend. Now, having said all that, the key piece of this and the part that makes this so hard is how do you know? ahead of time. Because once they've announced it, the stock price is probably already going to get that big bump that it's going to get. We want to be there before the stock price gets that bump. So we do use our analyst in St. Louis to do the research on all the companies that, that they're following. And then they will tell us which companies they think are going to be increasing or conversely decreasing the dividend. And we want to make our move before that happens. We want to own it before they announce an increase. And we do not want to own it until uh, we, yeah, we, we want yeah. to get rid of it before they announce a decrease. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's important to do your homework, have the information beforehand and not after the fact, after things have already moved. Um, and one thing I found online just at the motleyfull.com discussing kind of dividend investing versus non-dividend paying companies. And dividend stocks have historically outperformed the S&P 500 with less volatility, according to the Motley Fool. And they elaborate on that and essentially say that's because dividend stocks provide two sources of return, regular income from dividend payments and capital appreciation of the stock price. and Essentially, that capital appreciation is what we're talking about with the rising dividend of, you know, yes, the dividend is increasing and, and growing year over year, but those companies are also using that growth within the company as well. And the capital appreciation of the stock price just continues to grow also. Um, so as we close up, any last words uh, yeah, that you want to kind of well, tie a bow on it? One, one thing I've used a lot of times is the dividend is the truth serum of a company's financials. You can't lie about paying that money out. You can, you know, not that companies lie, <laughs> but there can be some fudging of the numbers and we're going we're gonna to move appreciation here. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. But the money that they're paying out, that is real, real money. And again, I call that the truth serum of business accounting. And 
it's just it's just the easy way to invest. Like I say, we've been doing this a long, long time. And after X number of years of doing it, I believe it is absolutely positively the easiest, most consistent way of predicting the future for a company's performance. Yeah, yeah, the numbers seem to back that up and and show year over year. That seems to be a, a solid strategy to consider. Uh, so as we wrap this up going forward, uh, we'll be answering questions that we receive from listeners. So feel free to send us your questions and topics to the email Trent period Doty at WFA.com. Again, Roger and I are financial advisors with Wells Fargo Advisors. And just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice and to determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. This information is provided for educational and illustrative purposes only. Investment and insurance products are not insured by the FDIC or any federal government agency, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by the bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of the principal amount invested. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. is a bank affiliate of Wells Fargo & Company. Wealth and Investment Management offers financial products and services through bank and brokerage affiliates of Wells Fargo & Company. Bank products and services are available through Wells Fargo Bank N.A. member FDIC. Brokerage products and services are offered through Wells Fargo Advisors, a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, and Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Network, LLC. Members SIPC, separate registered broker-dealers, and non-bank affiliates of Wells Fargo & Company.